0: Every single person I know who's a high achiever, they set really big, massive goals. And then they work really hard to get them. And not just in their business life, in their personal life, in their health, in their family, spiritual, every aspect of this, they're setting big, huge, massive goals.
1: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant. We're back at it. Yes.
1: We are recording on on Good Friday, so quarter's over. We had some meetings today. Super good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 and we wanted to just look. Here's the thing: I think we talked about this maybe in February or January or something like that. But everybody makes these great goals beginning of the year. Quarter's over now. How we doing?
1: Yeah. Just
0: like check up. How we doing? Do you even remember your goals? <laughs> I mean, are they are it's they true. so far? Like out of your mind and, you know, that you've completely forgotten what you said you were going to do at the beginning of the year. Did you write them down?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just thought of this this morning when I woke up that I set goals with my kids and they, well, they set them, but I help them write them down and come up with ideas and we write them down and typically I print them and on like photo paper, I buy like a little Etsy format that's cute so that they want to see it. And I put it up above their bed, which is what I've done every year. And they've always hit their goals. It's always right in front of them when they go to bed and when they, w- when they wake up every morning. And this mm-hmm. year, because we moved, I didn't do that. And I thought to myself, I don't even remember what their goals were. I don't think they've worked on them at all. It's really interesting.
0: And they probably don't either. Right. So it's really important this time of the year. Like this is the end of the quarter. We should be on track for a quarter Mm -hmm. having been done. And at this point, this is the time when I think, Heather, we we sit down and we go, the difference between people who are actually hitting their goals and the people who aren't is the people who wrote them down, like you just said, with your kids, but also Mm -hmm. wrote down all of the things you're going to have to do to get there and started chopping away. And now we should be, if it's an annual goal, we should be a quarter of the way done or more Mm -hmm. with all of the little things that are going to get us there.
1: Yeah. You got to have some measurables, things that you can track progress right? Having a goal that's trackable is super helpful. We set rocks with EOS and traction and we achieve them because they're in front of us every week. We report on them every week and held accountable to each other. And then we just reported to our team today, how we did on our rocks from last quarter.
0: So if you haven't read EOS, if you haven't read traction, that's the book is not called EOS. It is called traction. And it talks about EOS, which is the Entrepreneur Operating System. And it is a way to stay organized around ideas. It is a way to organize all of the things that you need to do to, to make the ideas happen and all of that. Okay. And so what Heather and I decided we would talk about today is because you can use this in your personal, you can use this in your business, you can use this with your family. Doesn't make any difference. You can use this. And it's really, really not that complicated.
1: Take annual big,
0: huge goals. You break them down into quarters. You break the quarters down into rocks. And the reason for that, Heather, do you remember the story that they talk about in the book with the rocks and the sand? Uh -uh. Pebbles? okay so
1: oh yeah i think i do yeah
0: yeah yeah right so you have a jar and you got all this crap this professor would bring this uh, sand and water and rocks and he would say okay is this all gonna fit into this jar the only way it fits i'm just gonna cut to the chase here people the only way it fits is if you put the rocks in first mm-hmm. the sand in next And then the water because the sand fills in around and the water makes everything fill in around the rocks because it kind of flows in through the rocks are the most important things. The sand is kind of like your to-do list, you know, and then the water is just kind of the flow that makes it all happen. So the big things or the quarterly goals that you have to hit to to hit your annual goal are the rocks. Yeah. And Heather, we have a meeting every single week. We talk about rocks. Yeah. are we on track or are we off track for the quarter you know we hit them more more often than not sometimes we don't you know this yeah. this quarter we had a couple we didn't and it is what it is right we put them and we're almost always very very close if we don't hit them every single person on the team has a rock for the quarter at least one mm-hmm. and they're tracking it and they report on it in our weekly meetings and so on a personal level it's not really that much different yeah you got a big goal you break it down into bite-sized chunks, and then I guess Heather, we should tell them about to-dos as well. And what's the difference, Heather? Okay. What's the difference between a to-do and a rock?
1: So a to-do is something that can be done over like one or two weeks. So if I had a to-do to call someone and set up a meeting about X, Y, or Z, that's not going to be a rock, right? Because that's just a task, a to-do. So a lot of times our to-dos are helping take a ba- baby steps toward our rock. So breaking down your rock and to do's, two to do's. So if I have a quarterly goal of like hiring a new person, for example, then I'm going to start with, okay, so I've got to figure out, I got to line out the position. I got to figure out what the pay structure is going to be. What are their responsibilities going to be? Who do they report to? And that could be a task or to do that I'm going to do. And then maybe the next week, then I'm going to look at my rock and I'm going to say, okay, so I have that finished. Now this week, I'm going to place an ad. And then next week, I'm going to interview candidates. And then the following week, I'm going to hire someone. And then I'm going to train someone for a couple weeks. And next thing you know, you hit your rock.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really not much more complicated than that. It's really just putting in the effort. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: I think most people start off with super great intentions. Business owners have fantastic ideas and everything like that. And then reality hits. And because there's nothing really broken down into bite-sized pieces, rocks Mm -hmm. and to-dos, to-dos get the rock done, right? And the rocks get the big, huge goal done. Well, if you don't have a roadmap for any of that stuff, it's going to be really, really difficult to hit whatever big, gnarly goal that you made. And that's why so many people out there tell you to set realistic goals, which is a bunch of absolute BS. Nobody should be setting anything average or realistic. Who wants to be average anyway? Yep. Nobody wants to be average. Some people are average, but nobody wants to be average. Certainly nobody wants to be below average.
1: Exactly. And I think that that is a culture on a team. You know, if you're playing it safe and you're just setting average goals to be safe. So in every meeting you can say on track, And maybe you're living below your potential, or you probably are living below your potential.
0: Yeah, no problem about it. You definitely are living (laughs) below your potential. Nothing, I guess, saddens me more than to see somebody who has an enormous amount of potential aim low. Yes. Why would you aim low? Mm -hmm. Aim higher than you think you can jump. That's what we should all be doing. And then Mm -hmm. if you miss... This is the one thing that I really agree with Grant Cardone on. I'm not a huge fan of Grant Cardone, but in his book, 10 X, this is one of the things that he talks about that I actually really, really agree with. And that is shoot for the stars. I mean, make goals that are so big. They scare you because Mm -hmm. if you actually plan all the steps and you work really, really hard to achieve that goal and you fall short a little bit, well, You're still way ahead of where you would have been if you'd have set some stupid, realistic, average, dumb goal.
1: Yes, that keeps you in your comfort zone, that prevents you from growing.
0: I would much rather hit my goal. But if I'm going to fail on a goal, it had better be a really big, gnarly goal. Yes. I don't want to fail the average. If you fail the average, if you set an average goal and then you fail... You are below average. That is literally what you just did to yourself. Yep. And that is a shame.
1: Agreed. And I remember doing that. I think we talked about it. It was several years ago that I was kind of just deflated and was like, well, I'm just going to set a low goal and I'm going to do the bare minimum, give myself a break. I remember being really disappointed with myself when the quarter was over. I wasn't proud of it. I was disappointed.
0: No. How can you be? You know, you could do better than that. Yep. And sometimes when we set goals, Heather, you and I, we've been in meetings, we set goals and we're like, that's, that's <laughs> out of control. But man, I'd rather miss an out of control goal than hit an average goal. Exactly. Gosh, that's just, there's nothing cool about hitting an average goal
1: our purpose that we have is at rp capital is through service we build people and we talked about that quite a bit today in our quarterly meeting and recognizing achievements on the team and recognizing who really took on that, you know, big audacious goal, like you were talking about, Ron. And I think that's when it's exciting and you want to celebrate it And the whole team celebrated that people had really stepped out of their comfort zone and had some good growth as a person, let alone their department. And I mean, we all are, it feels like a family in our environment and our team and how we work together. And we celebrate that. That's exciting.
0: Absolutely. And so I hope everybody listening hears this too, right? That it's stretch goals are the bare minimum. Stretch goals are the bare minimum. Big, gnarly goals, that's what high achievers do. Every single person I know who's a high achiever, they set really big, massive goals. And then they work really hard to get them. And not just in their business life, in their personal life, in their health, in their family, spiritual, every aspect of this. They're setting big, huge, massive goals, and they track them all the time. So back to our quarterly, why we're even talking about this, Heather, is that we track all of this stuff on a weekly basis with Mm -hmm. everyone in the company so that everybody gets to report I'm either on track or I'm off track. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the coolest thing happens next. If they're off track, what do we do?
1: We discuss,
0: we beat like, them. Yeah. We <laughs> beat them. <laughs> just kidding
1: that <laughs> caught me totally <laughs> off guard i'm like we we have a discussion about it we beat them that was not what i thought we were we going to talk beat about them
0: <laughs> no i think that's, the, that's a whole other out. country we're not going to talk about that right now but what do we do heather sorry
1: <laughs> we put it on the issues list and we discuss it and one thing we haven't talked about too is our scorecard so we mm. break down the big rock into steps that we can measure and track, and then we report on those measurables every week. And so our quarter in Q1, we had a goal to clean up some of our online presence. We had some inconsistencies in our online presence of who we are as a company and what we do.
0: That was and, very also- kind. It was very kind. <laughs> we had some massive inconsistency. <laughs> We had been doing some kind of a shotgun approach. It was not, it was just not good. So this is the get real show, Heather. Thank you for trying to be super kind about that. But it was kind of a crap show people.
1: I think the other thing too, is that things have been changing in the market and in the economy and helping people understand how real estate still kills it and take the fear, a lot of the fear out of it, and a lot of capital preservation that we've talked about before, and kind of changing up our messaging to be relevant to what's happening right now in the marketplace. And so what was cool is because we had that big rock, and we broke down our scorecard to measure our success as to how how well we were doing in that. And that's been massive. I reported on that in our quarterly today with, here's the numbers like numbers don't lie is how <laughs> that's why I love them. And it was, here's where we were for the whole first quarter. Here's how we started the second quarter, you know, one week in, and it was fantastic. And to be able to show the difference of where we came from, because we've been so focused and our, that department has been so focused on cleaning that up. It's, it's exciting. The other thing that we talk about is going through our core values. And we went through in our quarterly meeting today, went through every core value. And I know we had a couple new people and I said, hey, guys, I know this feels really repetitive that we talk about this every quarter. We go over the exact same slides, you guys. Like there's the same data on probably six or seven slides that we cover over and over and over again. And when I first sat in those meetings with Traction, it was frustrating to me. I'm like, does he think I'm an idiot? Like... (laughs) We talk about this every quarter, but having that repetitive, you know, getting everybody on the same page. And one thing you said, Ron, that was awesome was about how our clients feel that, that they know that we all know who we are.
0: And that literally only happens if it's beat into all of us. There's like a beating theme in this podcast. I'm not sure what's (laughs) going on here, but like if it's drilled in over and over and over so much so that it oozes out of us. And, and it's noticed by our clients. Yep. And then they start speaking in the same language. That's how ingrained it should be. And the only way to do that is to constantly talk about it, live it. It's the only way to do it. And it does seem repetitive. And, but I think mm-hmm. now everybody understands. They're like, okay, yeah. And the other thing is, is that inside of our vision traction organizer, which allows us to organize all of our thoughts and our goals and all of our stuff. Inside yeah. of there, sometimes we change things. Our core values haven't changed, but our target audience has changed. The things that make our company unique has changed. The way we deliver value has changed. Many of the things that are in there, I think most people think are set in stone, have changed. The things that have that are set in stone as our core values and our purpose. But we go over all of that stuff because if we're not living a certain core value, why would we have it on the wall? And what, yeah. Why would we talk about it all the time if we're not going to live it? We should probably change it. Now, we, we live ours, and so we haven't had to do that. But every single piece in there, we talk about every time. Is this still yeah. accurate? Is this really who we are? Is this who we are serving? Is this how we are serving them? All of those things are really, really important and we go over them every single time. And this time we changed some things because like Heather said, conditions have changed and the people that we are reaching have, has changed. We are reaching a much younger audience. The much younger audience actually has money they want to invest and we need to know that so that we can get messaging that applies to them as well Mm -hmm. as everybody else. But if the age range of the person that is your core client changes, you got to know that Yeah, ours most assuredly has.
1: And I think one thing that came up in this quarterly that I think surprised me was when we went through our core values, we also had everyone on our team do a self-assessment on our core values. It was just plus plus minus or minus. Mm -hmm. And one thing, a trend that I noticed, as I said, man, people think they aren't living our core value of fun, mostly because we're all remote. And that's become a bigger challenge, to live a core value of fun when everyone is working independently in different parts of the world at this point. And that went on our issues list. And that actually became a rock this quarter, to live that core value uh, more purposefully, with more intention. And the team seems really excited about that. Who doesn't want (laughs) one of the executive team members to work on fun?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. The main thing that main thing we wanted to get across in today's show is man, goals and the roadmap to get there critically important. Mm-hmm. doing the work and tracking it even more critically important. You're never yes. going to get there if you don't do that exactly, and then if it's a team based thing, every single person needs to know what all of that is. They need to know all of the rocks they need to know what the big huge goal is they need to know what the core values and the purpose is they need to go which way are we going how fast are we going mm-hmm. and what is required of me to get there yeah. and constantly everyone in the company needs to be reporting on their progress publicly in the meetings right so that everybody knows yeah and then if we're off track It's an issue. It's not, sometimes it's not necessarily even that person's fault, but we got to talk about it. We got to figure out how to fix it because if it's not, it doesn't get fixed. We're not going to hit our goal. Yep. Right. hundred percent. And then just staying in all of that because sometimes it doesn't go like we wanted in all of that. We got to stay positive and we got to keep moving forward, relentless forward momentum.
1: Yep. I agree. We did a short exercise this morning It's the last thing I wanted to mention where we talked about problems that arise in our day-to-day job in working with clients and how to have a positive outlook on those problems. And it was actually an exercise I thought of just yesterday. I loved the mind shift. It's something that we can do regularly to say, hey, so this, this is something that became a roadblock or a problem. And how can I look at that same roadblock and problem and understand it from a positive angle? And this isn't necessarily putting lipstick on a pig. This is actual positive outlook on something, taking and pulling out the good news. And that's a focus we have this quarter as well, which is awesome.
0: And it's where almost all opportunity lies. Yep. Just keep that in mind. And as you're keeping that in mind and as you're keeping all the rest of the stuff in mind (laughs) until next week. Get out there and make something happen.
1: That's right. Happy Easter, everyone. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.